no, Peggy. you ran over a cat because you're an idiot. Like, not because you're an Enneagram number. <laughs> Like fooling yourself through the course of the show into thinking like, okay, the bachelor could actually have a chance to be happy with so and so. No, not at all. Okay. Alright, so first of all, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you demand to be the resident? young person on fun sexy bible time what is um, what is this about well as the youngest person who's ever been on fun sexy bible time i think it's my right uh to be cast in such a role how how dare you listen just because <laughs> you have just because you're still young enough that you can actually follow and achieve your dreams in life oh and my you gosh. haven't totally given up on yourself and like, I feel so much pressure to do so that it's crippling sometimes. <laughs> but there's a chance. There's a like you. You still have, you still have enough time where you could actually achieve your your life's dreams. You're not. And speaking for all the thirty and forty something people who've been on this show and, mm-hmm. and hosted this show admirably. Yeah. I'm just gonna say, how dare you? Like we have worked hard for our <laughs> our destitute state of being oh it's not destitute <laughs> destitute and despondent see i kind of feel like being in your 20s is that way sometimes oh yeah so i don't know did your 20s suck or were they good <laughs> they're kind of they're kind of a blur to be honest i, I remember my teen years sucked a whole bunch yeah and uh like the first part of my 20s was kind of rough and then yeah and then i I don't remember much else okay so pretty good yeah i just i just sort of blinked and all of a sudden i'm like 54 oh you are not (laughs) uh that's like how old my parents are no no way no it feels that way though so no i just feel like when you have me on to talk about the topics that we are going to talk about it just seems like I'm kind of, you know, the resident millennial here. You are, yeah, and you bring a lot to the table. Uh, you, yeah. you cuss a lot on Twitter. <laughs> I do. Uh, Mostly in the DMs. And you, you know, you, you you're you're quick and able with a good adolescent joke here and there. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, this is true. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bringing a lot to the table, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, everything you're bringing to the table tonight sucks pretty bad. Okay, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> one viewpoint among many. Um, so with the Enneagram, yes, I know nothing about the Enneagram. Is, is that yes. how you say it? Like, I literally don't know. Yes, that's how you pronounce it. Okay, because I I just sort of make fun of people who are like really enthusiastic about the Enneagram, which mm-hmm, is probably every single person who listens to this podcast. Yes, I'm here to represent them. Okay, well, you are you are the voice of the Enneagram fanatics tonight. Okay, uh, yeah. Oh, wow, such a privilege. Privilege and pressure. So yeah, if I'm not mistaken, in order to in preparation 
to diagnose my Enneagram. <laughs> I guess that's how you say it. Uh-huh. You actually sure. went back and read my first Kindle book, Homeschool Sex Machine. I did. It was just trying to analyze people's Enneagram numbers just comes so natural to me that I can't, I can't not do it at this point. So I was reading it and honestly, your number was kind of jumping out at me. Uh oh. I couldn't help it. Okay. So should I just tell you? I mean, you can throw a number. It's not going to mean anything to me. I know nothing about the Enneagram. Okay. Well, actually, you should tell me first why <laughs> Why do you hate it? Uh, well, first of all, because I'm a, a narcissist and a contrarian, so if something's popular, I automatically just start poo-pooing oh, it. Of like, that, oh, factors, I that factors into your number here. I can't I'm going to write be, that down. I can't do the popular thing. I have to be different and special. So Okay. All right. Also, I well, think it's kind of like ridiculous to see people on Facebook of like, Oh, I just ran over a cat today in my car. <laughs> That's such a four thing. Oh, oh my it's like, god! No, it's not like you just you just you're just way too excited to have a tribe and you're yeah. everything on this arbitrary number that somebody made up. Like, no, okay. like, you ran over a cat because you're an idiot. Like, not because you've got an enneagram number. That's a good point. That's a valid point. Um, a solid complaint about the Enneagram, uh, but it it's not an arbitrary number. So. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a little culty. Little, little culty. Oh, it totally is. That's why I like make jokes about getting the Enneagram symbol tattooed on my body and like my friends and I get together to talk about the Enneagram and we just tell people that we like wear cloaks with hats and like all stand around chanting and yeah, it's cult like. Sounds like kind of like a charismatic church a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I grew up in a Baptist church, so I gotta, I gotta let that out somewhere. <laughs> all right. So, um, what, 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 what did you, what did you decide and back it up with, back it up with proof here? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to start with examples. <laughs> I literally took notes because there's some pretty good examples in here. Okay. So, first, I noticed that you have a lot of stories where you are observing situations like in great detail and retelling them, but not necessarily interacting in the situation yeah i believe the clinical term for that is homeschooler (laughs) yes that's a big part of it but like you have such like detailed stories of your childhood um and so i could tell that you observe things which you may think well all people do but there's a certain type that is especially good at that. Um, and so you have like these vivid memories that you're sharing. Um, it sounds like you lived inside your head a lot. (laughs) Do you agree with that? I do not deny it. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is that still true? Hey, listen, (laughs) 
I can't listen. There's just too many people around. That's the problem. It's it's peaceful in my head. Right. Yeah. Totally. For for certain any enneagram types, that is true. Uh, great. Okay. You're confirming my theory already. <laughs> um, and then another thing I noticed was that you prided yourself as a child on having a wealth of knowledge, specifically about the Bible. Right? I, I mean, if you got it, flaunt it. That was my attitude with Bible quiz. Yeah, and you, like, had no shame about it. You were like, I spend all my time reading the Bible, studying, learning everything, correcting my Bible teachers in Sunday school. Like, that was you. Well, I mean, it was either that or have a social life and, and a dating life. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, made, I made my decision. You can't have it all, and I respect your decision. So, um, so those things in particular it's a short book so i didn't have that much to go off of would lead me to think that you are possibly a type five which is called the observer or the investigator (laughs) (laughs) is that the kind that's that's not the kind that runs over cats okay you know what (laughs) (laughs) you're doing this is exactly what my family does to me everything that happens they're like oh what what's the enneagram type that plays guitar (laughs) (laughs) like there's obviously no answer to that that's not how it works um so to answer that question because i'm taking it seriously any enneagram type could run over a cat <clears throat> okay, so, so what are the other characteristics of a, of a five? So fives, um, their basic fear is according to the Enneagram Institute, that's what I'm reading right now, is of being useless, helpless, or incapable. And the basic desire is to be capable or competent. Competent. I would say that's that's sort of that's sort of that's sort of vague. I would say my greatest fear is being um, inconsequential. So that's, mm. that's sort of close, I guess. Okay. Well, the type four, right next to type five, is called the individualist, which could go with your um, desire to be different and to go against the grain, aka hate the enneagram when everyone else is wildly enthusiastic about it um and yeah their basic fear is that they have no identity or personal significance and so their basic desire is to find themselves and their significance to be authentic to be special any of that sound like anything Okay, and this is like one of my other criticisms, I guess, of it. A lot of the stuff I I hear, like it's sort of like open ended and like really, like that could apply to just about anybody. Like it's not super specific, right? The thing that makes your number your number is that there's one fear or one need that rises above the rest. Like my absolute greatest need is 
not the same as any of the other numbers. Like we may all, well, we do have all of the numbers, so to speak, like within us, but your number is the one that rises above the rest. Okay. So you'll probably relate to all of them. So what's, what's your number? I'm a two. Okay. I've heard people talk about twos. I feel like I know a lot of people on Twitter that mm-hmm. be twos. What's the, what's the two? So the two is the helper or the giver. Um, I don't like talking about it because, because then I might have to say the bad things about it and I only want to say the good things about it. So, helper, uh, so it's like a complementarian system. Um, no, <laughs> no. But, okay. That's another thing I hate about my number is that every like Christian woman who takes an online Enneagram test gets the number two. I am not kidding. And it's probably way more likely that they're like a six or a four, but women, especially Christian women, get mistyped as twos because that is kind of the role that we're supposed to be on a scale of one to a Matt Walsh tweet. How angry are you? How angry are you about, about the too many Christian women getting the two? I'm pretty, I'm pretty Matt Walsh tweet angry about it because, well, first of all, like the tests, the Enneagram tests that you take on Facebook are not good. Like wow, they're totally really deep in this. <laughs> so deep. You have no idea, but they're totally dependent on like a person's level of self-awareness. Um, and that's, so if that's what Facebook is all about really is self-aware. That's where, oh my I, gosh. That's where I find yeah. my favorite self-aware people. It just like breeds self-awareness, you know? So, it's great. But yeah, I I just see all these women getting two, two, two. And I'm like, no, you're not twos. Maybe right. some of you are, but... That sounds like a very four thing to do by you. Because maybe you just want to be special and be the only two. Well, listen, I don't want to be the only two. I know I'm not the only two. However, <laughs> you're going to have to stop me because like, I could keep talking about this but there are numbers that you move to in security and stress and twos move to four in stress or, or in security so oh this is breaking you're not wrong mind. like what? i know right yeah uh, yeah how many numbers are there nine nine mm-hmm. i mean why would they stop at nine why couldn't they go up to like 27 well each number does have... <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't like the sound of that well. Each number has three instinctual subtypes, which we don't need to talk about. It's too complicated. But So technically, there are three subdivisions for each number. Oh, Perk City, how can we help you? <laughs> you can't. I can help you, though. Because you're the helper. Because I'm the helper, and I have been studying learning obsessing over the enneagram for like a year now oh my gosh. so oh yep my gosh. it's serious it's oh. serious 
Yeah. See, like, okay, this is the Christian culture nerd uh, that I am. Uh, Mm -hmm. Who was it? Frick, who was that guy? Gary Smalley, I think. Like, back in the 90s, did a, like, a Christian personality test. Mm -hmm. Except instead of nine, he had four, and they were animals. Oh, I've heard of that. It was Golden Retriever, Lion, Beaver, and Otter. That's so dumb. Although that sounds like Keith, a, that doesn't sound like a very golden retriever thing of you to say. <laughs> I'm probably I don't know I don't know what I am, um, but yeah, that's another thing is the enneagram. People want to group it in with dumb stuff like that, and I have never really cared for any type of personality test or anything. Until the Enneagram, because it's just so freaking true. Wow. Well, this is like <laughs> Tom Cruise jumping up and down on Oprah's couch. Like, you're fired no, up about this. No, no, no. I'm fired up, but I'm not Tom Cruise. Okay, so if you're, if you're the helper and you're too, like, this is mm-hmm. part of your helping thing. Like, you're trying to help everyone else get it like, literally sorted is. into their Enneagram subcategory, right? I am, because, and I've helped, like, I don't even know how many people find their number because I love it. Like I love helping people find their number and helping them like learn things about themselves. It's a little bit compulsive for me. Like I should probably like chill, okay. but I'm going to put you on the spot here. I, I've, I didn't okay. tell you, I didn't tell you any of this before we got started. I just, I just thought it was, I'm going to throw out okay. some names and you tell me the first Enneagram number that pops oh. in your head. Oh, this is going to be hard. Okay. Listen, you have trained for this, Perk City. You have you have you have delved into the depths <laughs> of the Enneagram mythology. I have. For this. I have. You have studied. Okay. You have studied things that you have. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Russell Moore. I think he's a one. Okay. That's my first my first instinct. It's called the reformer. Well, that that's too obvious. He's reformed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um Jesus. Okay. I think that I actually do have an answer for this. <laughs> okay. I've thought about it before. Is Jesus all of the numbers? <laughs> Yes, I think he is. Um, I think he is because kind of the point of the Enneagram is like it's supposed to help you transcend your personality. I know that sounds like so dumb. Oh, we're back but, to Tom Cruise now. We're transcending no, personality. No. <laughs> but like, I mean, the Enneagram shows you just unhealthy coping mechanisms that you have. And so the point is to no longer have them. So when you have a super defined personality, mm. it's sometimes defined by unhealthy habits and things. And Jesus was obviously perfect and healthy, and so he he's all the numbers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The, the Apostle Paul. Oh, interesting. Um. Hmm. I think 
maybe he was a one as well, or maybe an eight, which is the challenger. No, he seemed to actually care about people's feelings when he was like rebuking and correcting them. So I don't know. Maybe he was a one. Donald Trump. Okay. Great question. I would have, I would have, I'm kind of cheating because I actually just listened to a whole podcast episode about. (laughs) I didn't realize it was this serious. Oh, I'm sorry. But I can't help it. Um, I would have said he's a three, which is the achiever. They're image conscious. Their greatest need is to be seen as successful. And, you know, they don't really have a problem with cheating, lying or stealing or whatever to get there, to get to their level of success. Um, but in the podcast that I listened to, they said he was an unhealthy eight. So, and they were actual experts. Like, I'm not, I just think I am. So. Uh, lying and cheating to get what you, I mean, that, it, it kind of sounds like you're talking about Casey Haas right now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> no, I'm not. She's a five, which is what I think you are. So. Oh, interesting. You're in great company there. Interesting. Okay. Alright. Also in great company. What? The Bachelor. <gasps> the Bachelor. As, I mean, yes. as long as we're talking about things that I make fun of people for. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yeah. Pitch me on pitch me on the Bachelor here. Like what, what we're talking about your your I, I don't know if we see I, I thought the Bachelor was your was your burning passion until I dived into the Enneagram rabbit hole. I know, right? Yeah, they're different. They're in different categories because, like, the Enneagram I love and believe in as much as I believe in Jesus. (laughs) 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 Um, The Bachelor, I feel like my relationship with The Bachelor and Bachelorette is similar to my relationship with like reading John Piper or Desiring God. Okay, that makes like, me feel a little bit better. Yeah, I'm like I I will try to defend it, but like I know it's not good. It's not good for anyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> like, like eating a whole bag of those like little miniature donuts is, yes. is kind of what it's like. Yeah, or like eating like three bags of those okay because i can i can do that like i can sit down and eat a whole bag and it's like this is bad but i'm gonna do it anyway yeah totally and like and they also both john piper and the bachelor bachelorette make me like really mad so okay so the reason we want to talk about this on the show is because you tweet about the bachelor like nonstop. week and it got to the point where I was like, okay, she's oh, yeah. going to just come on. The, she's going to have to come back on <laughs> and we're going to have to talk about this because I know I, I loathe The Bachelor much in the same way that uh, holy people loathe sin. Like, <laughs> if I loathe sin as much Those as I loathe holy. The Bachelor, I think I'd be a pretty good Christian. Those holy people <laughs> that exist. <laughs> 
I think I know a few of those. Yeah, they're not people. listening to this to this show. No, so and they don't watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Um, yeah, what what to say about it? This is, I this have, is this, let me let me let's, this is my like conceptualization of it because I've never seen an episode. I've only seen like oh, commercials uh, for it. You gotta. This is my conceptualization of it. It is a friggin' train wreck. Oh yes. It's a it's an emotional train wreck. It is. There's no chance that if it's the bachelor, there's no chance that this guy wants to marry any of these women. He is on there to sleep with <laughs> as many of them as he can. And the women yeah. I just get the feeling like a lot of them are kind of dumb to think mm-hmm. that this guy is actually going to marry and stay with them. Yes. Like that's a, that's the worst possible scenario to try to pick a husband. Do you know the divorce rate of people who have been on the show and gotten married? Probably 150%. Like, it's probably over 100%. Yeah, Yeah, almost. There are, like, a small handful of couples who are still together from both The Bachelor and Bachelorette. So, the the question I have for the contestants is, is like, okay, are you you an idiot? This is, like, men or women, (laughs) like, if it's The Bachelorette. Are you an idiot? Are you doing this for attention? Like, are you hoping to launch like a reality show career? Yeah. Or I guess that's it. There's just really only two options. Like I can, I can answer that question. And the answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) They are idiots. I mean, I kind of get like why someone would want to be the bachelor or the bachelorette because it's, I mean, who wouldn't love all that attention? Yeah. And I don't know. It sounds like the most stressful thing in the entire world to me. It definitely would be if you're a Christian. I guess if you're not a Christian, you could just try to, you know, bang as many of the contestants as possible. And then- yeah. Also, you probably don't know this because you've never watched it, but they don't just like have sex with each other the whole time. They only do that at the final three. <laughs> <laughs> So it's very tasteful, very classy. And I've, I've seen clips of like the women who don't get a, is it a rose or a flower yeah. or a crystal yeah. or whatever. The women who don't get picked. <laughs> and it's like, they're so upset and they're crying. And it's like, yeah, what, what are you, why are you upset right yes. now? Like, why yes. are you upset? Well, the reason for that is one, they're totally sleep deprived, like the whole time. Because they're like going on trips and traveling across the world and staying up all night doing cocktail parties and rose ceremonies. Uh, So they're just all sleep deprived and drunk the whole time. (laughs) And they're all gorgeous. Like they are the the men or the women. They are all beautiful. So it's like, really? Like this was your, this was your one shot to find somebody? Mm -hmm. Like you look like an Instagram model. Yeah, I know. They all come on there and they're like... 25 and like they could be models and they're like i'm just so tired of being single i just want to find love i'm just ready to get married and i'm like okay yeah you've been single for like what two months what face does perk city make when they say that (laughs) i'm probably like that's when i'm doing the tom cruise jumping on the couch (laughs) but i'm just like irate (laughs) okay so here's my question okay 
you you're pretty close with your family because you tweet a lot about your family. Mm-hmm. If you were going to be one of the contestants, what, oh my would, you, what would your dad say to you? If okay, you were going on? my dad would be like, "You better win," oh, because really? <laughs> yes, he wants me to get married and give him grandchildren. Like that's all he wants. So, so he, would be, he would be okay with it. Yeah, probably. He'd be like, do whatever you need to do. You just got to win. No, not the direction I thought that was going to take. Okay. I know. Well, you don't know my dad. (laughs) I guess not, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My mom would probably be very sad. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm I'm assuming you combine your two passions and you Enneagram the entire cast of... You know, it, but it gets really, really hard to like tell people's numbers when they're extremely unhealthy and immature. So, no, I haven't really figured out their numbers yet because it is, as you say, a train wreck. Every- and yet, okay, everyone, everyone who gets on the train knows that it's probably going to end in a crash. And yet they just get on and they're like, they know that it's going to be on TV for millions of people to ridicule them. So I've, I've known a lot of women that, that watch. I don't, I don't know that I know any men that watch it. I'm just being honest. I know a lot of women that watch it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it it brings out the worst in all of them. Oh, it does. It's like a, it, it just brings every negative thing to the surface. You should, like, you should see me watch it. Like, I'm yelling at the TV. I'm swearing. I'm like, I, I think I've told you this before. I just let out my inner, like, judgmental shady bitch the whole time I'm watching it (laughs) because you know because I'm a two so I can't be that way all the time that's not acceptable I need an outlet so uh, this is this is helpful because I'm starting to understand the appeal of the bachelor a little bit more now it's yeah almost like a like a Jerry Springer type appeal is what I'm hearing (laughs) Yeah, but it's, like, definitely, like, trying to be classier than that. So, it's better. So, are you, like, fooling yourself through the course of the show into thinking, like, okay, The Bachelor could actually have a chance to be happy with so-and-so? No, not at all. Okay, good. I don't think think it's going to work out well (laughs) for them. And, like, if you think about it logically, like, how usually you meet people and you get to know them and then you either develop feelings for them or you don't. But in this show, the premise is they all are in love with The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. They don't even know them. And, like... In no scenario do do the contestants get to know him and go, eh, I just don't really like him. They just all fall in love with him. And I'm like, how is this possible? What if, what if you don't like him? Or what if he doesn't actually like any of these 30 or so women that are 
trying to marry him. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I think that's a huge reason of why I watch it is because I don't understand. (laughs) I just don't understand why people do this. So here's my question. Who is the target audience for The Bachelorette? Is it the same target audience or is it different? I feel like it's the same. I think it's all just like women who watch it. I definitely prefer watching The Bachelorette. Okay. That probably is true for a lot of women. But it's kind of hard to watch like a bunch of women just be really stupid every week. <laughs> like, because like I'm a feminist. I want to like root for women. And it's just not, it's just not good. <laughs> So what are the what are the guys like on The Bachelorette? Are they? Oh my gosh, they could. Are they just as dumb? Um, yeah, there were actually some guys on the last season of The Bachelorette that I really liked. I thought they were smart, like solid, good guys. But I don't know. Does it, does it make you angry to see? Like attractive guys that are apparently like well put together, like all on that show. It's like, I mean, that's the that's best you could do is to a reality show competing for one. Not no, not really because they're all just like a level of attractive that's like insanely unrealistic. So I'm like, do you? Just do whatever you want to do. I don't care. It doesn't affect me is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. This is, a, uh, this is a window into a new world for me. Yeah. Aren't you learning so many things? I am. I, I had a little bit of, you know, you brought me to a, a terrifying place with the Enneagram. And I thought <laughs> we were going to get even worse with The Bachelor, but just knowing that you kind of hate watch it, like that makes me feel a little I bit I do. Better. I do. Yeah. I just am very, I'm very conflicted about it is the conclusion. But then I know that you're also a huge Gilmore Girls fan. So heck yeah. And I have no apologies about that. So, I mean, I know we're not going to be TV buddies for that one. Yeah. That's okay. What, what, what Enneagram number are the Gilmore Girls? Oh my gosh. I was just texting my best friend about that the other day. Oh, per city. We're going to have to rename it Enneagram City. Oh my god. Do you like still want to be my friend after this or oh, have I Definitely. Okay, good. Because good. I, I and listen, I'm just going to be honest, like I only have a couple friends and I don't want to make any new ones. So Okay. <laughs> yes. Like once you're in uh, I definitely think that Rory Gilmore is a one. Uh, ones make good characters, I think. Uh, but she's a perfectionist, and she's a really hard worker, and she works for causes that she believes in. So she's freaking annoying. Can I just throw that out there? Uh, wife, no, you cannot. <laughs> my wife used to watch this show all the time, and. Like she was, she was annoying to the point where it it overrode her physical attractiveness. Like, it oh was like, well, oh, I gosh, you're you're really cute, but 
I cannot stand <laughs> the words that are coming out of your mouth. You are so annoying. It, it just oh, I don't think she's annoying. Well, she's she's kind of, especially in the later seasons. They talk, but they talk too fast. They both of okay. Them talk Everyone really says that they yeah they talk really fast, but like it's not too fast. It's a it's a completely acceptable speed for me. So it's 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 completely unrealistic. It's um yeah. To put, to put this in like guy terms, mm-hmm. it, it would be like the movie Varsity Blues, like where everybody has like a horrible Texas accent. <laughs> it's like this this just it kills it. Sorry, I mean not it, that it kills Varsity Blues, but yeah, it is unrealistic. Nobody actually talks that fast or says that much every time they're talking, but. I think the writing is really smart. So I like it. All right. What Enneagram is Steve Urkel? Oh, I don't know. Oh, sorry. I forgot. You're, you're, you're too young for this. <laughs> I'm a millennial. I mean, I know who that is and I've seen the show from time to time, but. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Nick at Night. I don't, yeah. I don't even know nope. what it's called. They used to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. That's fine. Thank you once again for reminding me that I'm old and about to die. You're welcome. <laughs> but that's okay because when, uh, you know, in the next five to seven years, when all of the other uh, hosts of Fun Sexy Bible Time have died, you will literally be the only one that survives. And, and oh, you, yeah. You'll, be the, you'll have to carry the show forward. Yeah, and I will... I hope I just need your blessing on this. I want to change the name to Fun Sexy Enneagram Time. Well, I mean, I'll be dead, so. Out with the Bible. Just kidding. <laughs>